Time now for the Penn State Guys Sports Spectacular with your hosts, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, and Mike Kegley. And away we go. Sports Spectacular, Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. Glad you're here along with us. We've got a lot of Lions hoops to talk about. Mike Groves from Lancaster Newspapers is joining us here in a moment. Um, a lot of basketball to talk about, though we will get into some Lions football, too. Uh, there's no question we got to get a touch, to taste of that. A little uh, NBA All-Star Game uh, recap. Not so much the game, but the weekend. Steph versus Sabrina. And uh, really, let's face it, um, how good was that? It's the thing you were talking about here these past few days, not the ridiculous amount of scoring in the game itself. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, lots more hoops talk as we get closer to March. Uh, and also, of course, uh, Rick Patino, uh, just north of here. Um, what was he doing? <laughs> we'll get into that as well. Let's talk more about this now. Joining us once again on the show, uh, good to have our friend back, Mike Rose of Lancaster Newspapers. Mike, good to talk with you again. Let's dig right in with uh, Kanye Cleary. Um, absent from the team for a while, and now it's official that that he is out. What's going on uh, with the Nittany Lions, the top guy? Uh, well, it, this was a, this was an indication that, uh, and and Mike Rhodes actually said this that uh, you know everything I do is to try to build our culture, and uh, he was not going to he's going to miss uh, uh, Cleary as an offensive player, but but there must have been something going on there in terms of uh, the connectedness of everybody uh that factored into this and and when they won a couple of games on the road without him uh it was pretty clear when you were watching Penn State play that there was a little bit of a connection problem between him and Clary I mean and the other four guys on the floor us on the defensive end that that and you know that's such a priority for Mike Rose so you know uh it's it's pretty crazy to kick a kid off the team especially when they're struggling to score points and he is by far their best score, you know. Yeah, yeah, no question. But to your point, I mean, it, it felt like something. I remember, I guess this what, maybe two, three weeks ago, he, he didn't travel with the team. Might have been the Minnesota game. I'm not sure which one it was. And right away, we're all asking, okay, why is he not with the team? And he was day-to-day. We really weren't sure. And, and now to your point. But I think, too, it, it you know, I, I don't know about you. I give Mike Rhodes credit yeah. that – more importantly than a win today is the culture overall. And if you've got a problem in that, then then take care. It may, it may cost you wins now, but you're yeah. going to gain success later because you're going to put set things up and do it the right way. Yeah, that's exactly that's what I was trying to say. You said it better than I did, but that's uh, yeah, that's that's what that's what I think is going on there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, Penn State now, um, you, you know, as we talk, still in that mix right there, trying to make their way and still a chance to get into the upper division, if you will, uh, before the tournament comes in. We are talking before the Illinois game, um, the Illini playing very well right now. Um, but talk about Coach Rhodes moving this game to Rec Hall and out of Bryce Jordan Center. I mean, uh, the Illinois players are talking about it even a week ago, even before the Maryland game. Brad Underwood had told them what was going on. Um, I, I kind of like this. I think it's going to be kind of a neat, uh, a neat atmosphere. It'll definitely be a neat atmosphere. I, I, uh, I wish I could, I wish I could go to that game. I can't, I've got other, a lot of other stuff going on, but, but, uh, yeah, that'd be great. I, I, the way Illinois is playing right now, it's a really difficult, uh, it's a really difficult matchup for Penn state. Uh, but it, you know, it, it was only a couple of weeks ago that it seemed we were talking about them 
getting in, up into the top half of the league and getting a decent seed for the conference tournament. And, and uh, things have gone askew since then, to put it mildly. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think I like playing in rec hall. I think that's a great idea once in a while, uh, especially since it's not like they're putting 15,000 people in the Bryce Jordan, uh, you know, to watch them play. So that's cool. It's a lot to ask against Illinois. Yeah, I think it's um, – but I think at the same time, to your point, if you don't have the buzz, the atmosphere, and the huge Bryce Jordan, uh, take it back. I mean, it's I, I believe the first Big Ten game. Yeah. Did I read that right? It played in Bre- rec hall since they built Bryce Jordan? No, that was Bryce Jordan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. it's the first one since then. But I, I think it's one that, look, Illinois fans are concerned about Penn State. I mean, they you ask any Illinois fan, they still talk about the 38-33 game. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Whatever days, I mean, you go online and they're, they're still talking about that leading up to this. And so I think <laughs> it's, uh, you know, th- this is a program. It's a game that I, I, I tell you, every Illinois fan is concerned about. Um, but boy, what a what a game for Penn State though to come through without Cleary now, and maybe again uh, Cleary, maybe that that clears things up. And and you know, we've seen teams actually after a decision come out and play really well. Um, maybe that finality of that shakes things up and they come through, um, because they're, they've got an, it's the big 10 and you get them at your place. Right. So, yeah. um, we've already seen on the road, Purdue's done it three times already. When you get on the road, anything could happen. Yeah. That, uh, that Purdue Ohio state result is like, when I saw that, I was like, are you kidding me? You know, unbelievable. But that's, that's kind of the way the league is. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's no question, and even even watching that game, uh, it just Ohio State got on a run. And again, to my point, here's a team struggling all season, lose their head coach, he's fired. First about under the interim, and they knock off the team that's the you know at the moment is the prohibitive favorite to win the national championship. Right? Um, yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And, and but everybody has athletes in the Big Ten. You know, yeah. Ohio State has some kids who can make plays and are were big time recruits and all of that stuff. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's an amazing thing with Purdue. But but uh, yeah, that was a great win for them. Yeah, no question about that. So Penn State looking ahead right now, um, you know, we kind of play this out. Let's say you get the win against Illinois. Um, what does that do for this team in the final couple of weeks of the regular season here? Um, and then heading into I mean, I, and I, I know it's a broken record. We they'll have a big win and and we'll all talk and we'll say, okay, this is the catalyst that's going to take them to X and <laughs> then they stumble the next time out. So yeah. um, is there a way to kind of map this thing out with this team right now? Is it still just too early in the, in the road's tenure? I think it's pretty hard to map it out because there's nobody, there's nobody in the big 10 that they would be say a prohibitive favorite against. Uh, now there's nobody in the big 10 that they can't beat. probably. I mean, they, they'd have a hard time beating Purdue, but but Ohio State could do it. They could do it. Um, you know, I it's it's um, the, the the worst case scenario for Penn State in this season, year one with Mike Rose, which such a makeshift roster would be for them to have gone like five and twenty six or something like that. That would have been the, that would have been now you're now you're taking on water a little bit in terms of being able to build going forward. I, I in my mind, they've already cleared that threshold. So everything after that is gravy, which, again, I think is one of the reasons why it made sense to make what is a pretty dramatic move, um, kicking uh, Clary off the team. Um, 
I wonder, and I will never know this, but I wonder what the NIL implications of are this are. I think they gave him some money. Does it does it free that money up? I don't know how that works. Yeah, I don't either. And I've I've heard, and because there are no rules, <laughs> this is right, we yeah. know. Yeah. I think it could be any way. I've heard of I, I've heard of players leaving teams and forfeiting that NIL money, and I've heard of of players leaving. And they still get paid out to the full. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, 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 that's a that's a great question. And because there's a lot of secrecy among these with these NIL deals, yeah, we may never know the answer, no matter how much uh, we dig. So it, it's yeah, exactly that's right. right. And it's you know, if you leave, if you leave, it's a little bit different than getting kicked off the team. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder if there is so. Well, I, yeah, we just don't know, and there are no guardrails, and that's why yeah. we don't know anything. Yeah. And to your point, there that that maybe a that maybe part of it. We've heard some reports. Uh, speaking of Illinois, with Taryn Shannon during his suspension, that the NIL money was cut off while he was suspended. So wow. to your point, okay, if it's a discipline thing. It it may be to where um, you forfeit those. It may be in part of the contract too. So um, you know that, that that's a that's a great great point. Uh, before mm-hmm. I let you go, I want to get an update uh, on on football obviously we're getting closer to uh to spring practice starting and and the spring game how are things going uh, with the lions on the on the gridiron right now oh as you as you know they're i mean they're doing conditioning right now but as you know um uh three new coordinators uh for penn state and 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 one of the things that franklin had an availability uh last week and one of the things he said was we're really we're really trying to break down terminology and uh, just the basics of how we go about things before. So so we're a little behind on sort of actually installing the offense and the defense. Uh, but they've done some interesting things. They've moved a couple of guys to wide receiver, which was an extreme need. And they have moved Abdul Carter, who was an all-conference linebacker. Uh, they're going to move him to edge rushing defensive end. Uh, I think that's a little bit of a Tom Allen related move. Um, and, uh, and that's a pretty big one because he's an incredibly athletic guy and it shows you, I think that they have uh, some confidence in some of the young, uh, linebackers, you know, but, uh, I, I, it, it's a long way till we get in the field and start actually doing football stuff. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I guess that's the update on the Nets as far as football goes. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And I think, again, it's one of those that I think we're all uh, have an interest in um, because uh, this is one of the the programs that we all agree um, benefits the most from the new expanded college football playoff system. No and, question. And, yep. Yeah, I would agree. Kind of Mike, we appreciate your insights and your time. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, guys. Good to talk to you. Appreciate- Thank you, sir. As always, our good friend, uh, Mike Rose, joining us from Lancaster Newspapers. Make sure you uh, give him a follow and uh, catch up with all the latest news on the Nittany Lions. Stay with us. The Sports Spectacular continues after this. Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. 
If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-980-1761 That's 800-980-1761 How would you like to get a free $100 prepaid MasterCard and save money on your television bill? Then call right now. Make the switch to Dish TV. For a limited time, we're offering a two-year price guarantee. That's important for those of you on a fixed budget to know your prices won't go up for two years. Plus, you have hundreds of channels, lots of live news and sports, movies, and more. And when you call right now, you can also ask about our discounts for seniors and those of you in the military. So, make the switch to DISH right now. Pick up the phone and call. Enjoy your television like you are meant to. And when you sign up today, we'll also give you a $100 free, prepaid MasterCard. Call right now, ask about our senior discount, our military discount, and your free $100 prepaid MasterCard. 800-706-7063 That's 800-706-7063 Paid for by NPS Switch to Dish TV today for your free prepaid MasterCard Back here, at Big Sports Radio, and you know, Mike, I, it was an interesting uh, weekend in uh, Indianapolis. We got to see like no defense at all, ever, and lots of chucking in that NBA All Star game. You know, it, yeah, we got the dunk contest. I, I tell you what, the the only thing that I saw the whole weekend that I actually enjoyed was reading in SQ and Steph Curry going head to head in the three point shootout. Everything else was pretty much just whatever. Am I wrong? Well, the dunk contest, I mean, what do you do differently? And I I really can't figure out, you know, there's only so many things that a human being can do unless they want to go up higher and make it like 15 foot rim and give them a trampoline. But even then you're going to half kill yourself. So we don't want any all-stars getting hurt that way. Could could you put the rim at like 11 foot and then see you can dunk the highest? That would be interesting. I mean, you don't want somebody falling backwards, you know, when they're out of control, but um, I think that would be a little bit more interesting. See who can go the highest. And and I got to be honest with you. Or or let us play and we'll do it on it like an eight foot rim. Yeah. Eight, seven, you know, whatever. <laughs> six. <laughs> we got six foot rim, bunch of six footers going bang, hitting their head on the <laughs> running around. Like we're incredible. Um, no, I, I, I do think that, that the all-star game itself, I'm going to go out on a, on a limb here. I don't think, those all-star games are worth anything anymore. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with you, even baseball, they still try, but I think it's ridiculous to have a postseason home field advantage because of an exhibition game. And like, if, you know, your team happens to be the team with 105 wins and they don't get the home field advantage and they lose, you know, because of an all-star game, I, I, I just think all-star games, I, they're kind of, I'm there. I'm it's over for me. Yeah. Do you remember there's a video I saw on, on uh Twitter or X of uh, Michael Jordan shooting a fadeaway, you know, to, to like over a defender. It was like 20 years ago, like 2003, 21 years ago. And it was like, they were actually trying to play defense a little bit. This is like, not, I, I don't know. Michael Jordan may have a, he could have a coronary if you watch this 
Although he can still score against the defense that they play yeah. at, at his at 60. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And and look, I, I understand you don't need a Pete Rose, Ray Fossey incident for those of you who aren't in your eighties <laughs> that happened in 1970 or 71, but you know, you don't need one player injuring another because they're trying so hard. Then again, it would be nice if you at least like you even just raise your hand a little bit. Like I'm not saying raise your hand like you're playing defense, but like you're in class and you have an answer to a question because <laughs> there was nothing, nothing being done. These guys play harder in a pickup game than they would, um, you know, in a, in this game. You know, the pickup game was just for some pride, and they have uh, more. I, I don't know what the fix is, honestly. The fix might be, you know, having the all-star guys there, but le- I, I I think the rookie game and the, those first and second year guys actually playing for something, yep, and and put some money on the line and let those guys play for it. I think well, it might or, be better. Or maybe maybe you make all-star weekend instead of an all-star game. If you have that in tournament, in-season tournament, maybe you yeah. have the ch- the final four all-star weekend instead, and that becomes your. It's it's now final four weekend. I, I don't know. Yeah. Something, something different. Yeah. Yep. Pretty cool. By the way, like I said, the one thing I did enjoy was watching Steph beat uh, Sabrina. That was pretty fun. Um, she lit it up. To, you know, commend her for actually moving back to the men's distance too. Yep. She lit it up, but then she got run up against like the greatest shooter of our generation, or maybe any generation for that matter. And he just decided to make, you know, just make the last four or five shots there and, and win it. So, yeah, pretty fun stuff to watch that, though. Yeah, you got appreciation for for how good both athletes were, and if you're in an athletic competition, that's all you can ask for is is to have them go out and give their best. And she got beat, but she didn't leave anything on the table, and and Steph had a little bit of sweat. So that's all. That's about what you can expect. Because I, I guarantee you one thing: you could have me shooting layups, and I don't think I'm going to keep up with him. You know, <laughs> out of the three point line, let alone what she was doing. Yeah, pretty impressive stuff uh, from both of them, both those athletes. So, you know, but overall, uh, the All Star All Star Weekend—that's a no for me. That's a no for me. So, uh, I, I'm not—I I don't watch it very much. I try and turn it on, and then I have to turn it off. So, hopefully, it yeah. gets better next year. They find a way to fix it. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you: in season tournament, have the finals that weekend. I don't know, you know, or maybe maybe we have an All Star tournament where they put on those those big bouncy things and they just run into each other and bounce and see who or, or we could just play mike yeah well, i don't think it's i don't think they're going for comedy <laughs> hey it's all radio radio personality all-star game live exactly nba all-star weekend so now i so yeah definitely need to make some fixes make some change gain more interest so uh, we'll see what happens down the road we'll be back right after this on big sports radio Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now. 
to get away and get treatment. 800-980-1761. 800-980-1761. That's 800-980-1761. Like right That's important for those of you on a fixed budget to know your prices won't go up for two years. Plus, you have hundreds of channels, lots of live news and sports, movies, and more. And when you call right now, you can also ask about our discounts for seniors and those of you in the military. So, make the switch to DISH right now. Pick up the phone and call. Enjoy your television like you are meant to. And when you sign up today, we'll also give you a $100 free prepaid MasterCard. Call right now, ask about our senior discount, our military discount, and your free $100 prepaid MasterCard. 800-706-7063 That's 800-706-7063 Paid for by NPS Switch to Dish TV today for your free prepaid MasterCard You're listening to the Penn State Guys Radio Network Welcome back to Big Sports Radio, the Sports Spectacular. Producer Tony sitting in for Larry, Mike, and Brad for just a moment. And we are heading down towards one of the best times of the year. March, college basketball, the tournament excitement goes from the start of those conference tournaments all the way up to the final game. And this season has been really kind of interesting, especially up at the top. And today we're joined by Gavin Keith, sports writer for the New London Day. He's been covering UConn basketball for 34 years. The man has the inside knowledge, all the all the information we're going to want to share with you. So we're going to pick his brain here for a little bit and dive into this UConn team, which is currently number one and showing no signs of letting up on that. Gavin, good morning and welcome to the show. Good morning, Tony. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Gavin, let's talk first about Saturday's game. That okay. was impressive. A you know, top five matchup, and it's one of the top five point differentials in top five matchup history. I think it was the fourth largest point differential of a top five game in the last 20 years. UConn just dismantled Marquette. What was that atmosphere like? Give us some insight uh, from stores. Well, it was incredible. For, well, for one, I mean, nobody started coming. You know, we most, you know, guys that were covering the team were there was thinking maybe 77, 73, a really tight game with Marquette. And they went on that tie to 18. They went on that 24 to 8 run to kind of end the half. And that was it. I mean, UConn has never let up. That's one thing Coach Hurley has really stressed this year about keeping your foot on the gas pedal all, at all times. And the crowd was tremendous. I mean, the UConn fans were just loving every second. And there's a lot of motivation on UConn's side. Marquette won the regular season last year. They won the conference tournament. They beat UConn in the semifinals of the Big East tournament last year. And so UConn, is, their big goal this year is to, to win a Big East championship, which they haven't done since 2006. Wow. Okay. So, you know, as we look down now into this season, knowing UConn won it last year, right there up at the top, did you have a sense coming into or after you saw the, you know, they had that final four preview show where they, they kind of revealed those four seeds. Did UConn have an issue with being ranked behind Purdue at all after that was announced? Was there a little you know there? Yeah, 
Coach Hurley will never admit it, but he uses anything he can for motivation. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they before that game it was brought up, and they said, "Oh, uh, let's let's go out and prove who really is the number one team and and should be number one seed overall." So yeah, they use all that for motivation. There's no doubt about that. And and I mean, in this week they've got motivation. Like they find motivation this week to go into Creighton on Tuesday. They've never won a Creighton. They're zero and three there under Hurley. And so there's always something that Coach Hurley can find that can motivate his team. When you look at this team, now we haven't had a back-to-back champion in closing in on 20 years now, not since Florida back in 05 and 06. How would you rate the chances, and we're still ways away from March, how would you rate the chances of this team taking that hurdle and becoming uh, a back-to-back champion? And how important is it to them? Oh, I mean, they've been, they've uh, brought that up since preseason. That's something they want to do. So they're not shying away from the challenge. Uh, you know, it's going to be difficult, but this team right now, the way they're playing, because you, as you know, Tony, you go into March and they have five games left. You, you, you're not always going in with momentum and sometimes you do, and it doesn't make any difference. So uh, it's going to be a big challenge and the pressure is going to build every game they win in March because they're going to be asked about it nonstop. So it's there. They love to talk about how that's a goal, but until you kind of get in the midst of March Madness and and teams are really gunning for you, it's going to be a whole nother deal. This is a well-rounded team. When you when you look at the stats, you got five guys averaging double figures, uh, nine guys in the rotation. Is that by design? Is that how Coach Hurley set it up that he wants to come at people in in waves and share the basketball and, and make it so you can't key on one person? Yes. Oh, definitely. I mean, the balance in this lineup is, is this team is better balanced than last year's team that won the national championship. I mean, if they have five guys, all five stars can score 20 points if they need it on a given night. There's so many games this year, Tony, that the guys, two of their leading scorers have, have had off nights, not shot the ball well, and other guys step up and, and fill that void. So that's what makes them dangerous because you can't really key on one guy. I mean, they're somebody in their bench. Diara is really picked up his scoring this year. They have Samson Johnson. I, I wonder how, I'm not sure if they're as deep, uh, they'll be as deep in March as they are now, only because Coach Hurley, you know, has to trust some freshmen in his rotation if he's going to go eight or nine deep. And I think he's going to probably more rely on maybe seven in, in tight games in March. But uh, yeah, their balance makes them so dangerous and so difficult. And they they really have a cold streak offensively because of that. We're talking with Gavin Keith. He is a sports writer for the New London Day newspaper in Connecticut, been covering the UConn Huskies for the past 34 years. We're picking his brain, going over things, getting ready for March. Gavin, when you look at this team, one of the things that impressed me, especially Saturday, was the defense and how they switch and how they move and those feet are constantly moving and those hands are active and Mm -hmm. they almost kind of went in that, that run that you said in the first half was like lockdown mode. Yes. That's something they stress in practice. Oh, you know what? uh, They've gotten, uh, you know, they had Donovan Klingon out for five games earlier this uh, January and they managed to win those games, but their defense really turned. And they, yes, they do stress it in practice. Their defense really turned, came a, uh, a focus of improvement uh, when Klingon came back. And since then, the last 10 games, they haven't allowed more than 67 points. Or the last, yeah, last 10 games. And uh, it, so that's really key, this winning streak. I mean, they held, they held Marquette 
to 53, who averages 78. That's their season low. So what they're doing defensively, they're so well-connected. That's one thing composing coaches talk a lot about UConn, how well-connected they are on both ends, how they share the ball on offense, how in defense they move well together. And you talked about their, their defense and switching. Their versatility is, is big. Like take Tyler Kulik, who they shut down on, on Saturday, held to seven points, two for 11 shooting. They were able to use 6'6", Stefan Castle on him. They used Tristan Newton. They used then uh, Diera, who's a smaller guard, but he's a pain in the butt because he's he he really plays hard defense and is really all over you. So they were able to use three different guys on Marquette's main guy to shut him down. So that versatility on defense is very important. Now, you know, Coach Hurley's been there a few seasons now. You've been around the program, like we've talked about for over 30 years. Give me some insight into Coach Hurley. What makes him take he kind of flew under the radar when he got to Connecticut? Nobody was thinking like this is a home run hire, but it really has shown to be an absolute home run hire for the Huskies. Oh, 100%. I mean, he's obsessed with basketball and winning well, and, and building a culture. And that's what he's done. I know that world's overused. The world culture is overused sometimes, but he's really brought in guys who have bought into to the no, no break, all gas mentality. I mean, in practice, just Georgetown a couple games ago, they're up by, 20 something in the in the second half they're running away with it and he calls a timeout and he's mad he's yelling at his team because they didn't get back on defense right off they jog back on defense he's not gonna he doesn't let anything slip he wants them on point all the time which is very hard to do get your team to play that hard all the time and he's good at making in-game adjustments he has a really good coaching staff they prepare well for opponents like against marquette they were getting killed on the offensive boards in the beginning i think they gave up like five in the first six minutes call timeout refocused them and and you can end up out rebounding them i think it was like 42 to 27 or something overall so they do really well with making in-game adjustments too so coach hurley is a guy i said there's he's always thinking basketball He's he's 100%. He wants his team 100% in all the time. And and he's able to, the the kids are really connected with Coach Early and they feed off his fire and his intensity. Well, and it's not only just Coach Early. Obviously, he's got a great staff. But, you know, I I heard something in the broadcast about Mrs. Hurley, and she's around the program quite a bit. Does it kind of lend to that? Tell me a little bit about that, what she does at practice. Let some of our listeners who may not have heard that. Let her know what her her role is there at practice because she's around the team quite a bit. Does that lend to a, a real family atmosphere up there in stores? Yeah, I think so. I mean, she's like the team mother. I mean, she makes whenever it's a player or coaches or even a, a student manager's birthday, they get to pick what kind of cupcakes that that uh, Andrea Hurley will make for them. Uh, and so she's she loves being around the team. She's not she's not into the sport at all. She she'll tell you right off she's not a basketball fan. She could she really could care less about the game sometime. I mean, she's there with her family and everything enjoying and, and in a blowout game, she's always given uh, her husband uh, the, the eye about getting the son and who's a walk on uh, into the game late. So that's important. I mean, that was great that, uh, uh, you know, that during the national championship game, he was able to dribble out the clock, uh, Andrew Hurley. So uh, it's, yes, she's an important part of the background and is really dedicated to supporting uh, her guys, you know, in, in the background. And you know, we talked uh, before, you've been around the program quite a bit, over 30 years. 
rank this Connecticut team with some of those past great Connecticut teams, how would you put their, what is their place in history within the Connecticut program? Wow. I mean, for one, they have a chance to do something that no UConn team has done, and not only in very few teams, which is go back to back. And so they'll they'll really separate. They could really separate themselves into a spot, and that's hard to do with the program. I mean, when you know that's won five national championships counting counting last year, and and so I mean they can be one of the greatest teams or one of the greatest two year runs definitely ever. I mean they're on the verge of that now. I mean they they're they're third. They've won thirty six of the last thirty nine games standing back to last year since they lost last lost at Creighton last year in like February eleventh or something. They, I mean, they, and, and they lost Marquette in the Big East tournament and they lost at Kansas. And then they and then they you know had a bad game at Seton Hall. Clean got hurt in the second half of that game. So they 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 stay. They don't slip up. I mean, you can kind of count on them winning certain games. Uh, so they're going to be able it could be one of the greatest. I mean, it's all you know, your, your status in, in the history is always determined what you do in March because you can have a great regular season. And if you bow early in the tournament, I mean, then you looked at completely different. So it's that's really going to determine. They could be one of the all-time great two-year runs in program history, no doubt about that. Awesome. So when you're looking at this team, now I noticed their schedule early. They played some really good out-of-league competition. Is that right. something Coach Hurley stresses to get them grounded, get them ready for the tournament, that it's key to play some of these bigger teams early on in the season, kind of get your footing? Yeah, I mean that's when he's at as he's been. This is his sixth year. As his team has gotten better over the years, uh, he's uh, toughened up the schedule. So he wants to challenge his team early, especially you know in November, December. Those in-season tournaments they played Texas, Indiana in the Garden. They they uh, played uh, North. They beat North Carolina in the Garden. Uh, you know the, the going to Kansas that was an important game for them to play in a probably one of the most difficult places in the country to play on the road. And so yeah, that's a, a definitely. Uh, a, uh, 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 he's confident in his team and the program at this point. He wants to play those games in those kind of in-season tournaments to uh, prepare them for March. Is there one key thing as we get closer to March that you're looking for that this team needs to either maybe improve a little bit? It doesn't seem to be a whole lot of need for improvement or right. that they need to keep doing to maintain that level as we head into the tournament. Well, I mean, the one well, the obvious thing at first is stay healthy. I mean, that's I mean, but beyond besides that, I mean, Donovan Klingon's got to stay out of foul trouble and be effective. They're a, a different team when he's on the court on both ends. Defensively, he just you know, he blocks some shots, but he basically he carves up some space inside and discourages people coming down the lane. Uh and so he's got to stay on the court. And I think they got to get something out of their bench. I mean, last year in the tournament. They had Nahima Lean and Joey Calcaterra, a grad student and, and a veteran guard, two veteran guards off the bench. And Klingon was coming off the bench last year. So their bench last year was stronger than this year's team. So Diera continues ha- to continues, uh, to contribute. Samson Johnson, who backs up Klingon, is going to have to play some minutes to give Klingon a rest. And, you know, even the freshman Jalen Stewart, who plays about eight minutes a game now, He's going to have to give him just five really solid, six really solid minutes. So the bench and Klingon are the two keys, I think, for UConn to to keep uh, playing well. Gavin Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Great insight into UConn. Gavin Keith, sports writer for the New London Day newspaper there in Connecticut. Give him a follow. Where can we follow you on social media, Gavin? 
Just at Gavin Keefe on Twitter, or X now, of course, or at right. Gavin Keefe. Okay, give him a follow. Keep up to date on everything that's going on. Gavin, thank you so much for taking time out and joining us today. Really appreciate it. Big Sports Radio, Sports Spectacular is going to continue after we pay a few bills. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning-fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing-fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it you get your money back but you're gonna love it and you're gonna love the price internet for your home for 50 bucks a month that's less than two bucks a day plus no contracts no upfront costs no equipment fees and our 15-day guarantee call now 800-215-0341 800-215-0341 800-215-0341 that's 800-215-0341 Life can be full of risks. One thing you shouldn't take a risk with ever is your family's health insurance. If you're self-employed or you now need affordable health insurance, you need to make this free call right now and see how the health insurance helpline can help you get it. 800-448-0828-800-448-0828-800-448-0828. That's 800-448-0828. so non-athletic that we can't guard anybody without fouling. It's been that way the year, but we came out in the second half and we knew they would come after us, but you have to move the ball. And we just took four minutes of rush shots and really it's not about losing because even in winning, winning, when we watch the film, I see unathletic plays. I, I see people that don't handle the ball. that's just interested in taking quick shots. So it's been disappointing year. And um, we've got five more games in the Big East tournament to play, and we'll try to improve and make the best of it. That's no, I think they're unathletic. I don't think they move well laterally. I don't think they're going to pick it up in the next week. Um, I think they're slow laterally. I mean, Sean Conway gives you everything he can. He's slow laterally. About five guys are slow laterally. Um, so DJ's not. DJ's been the saving grace on a very difficult experience. It's, it's, it's difficult. It's really, really difficult that if you can't move your feet and guard people laterally without fouling, you're not going to win a whole lot of games. Guys, Rick Pitino, uh, you're one of St. John's. Um, not happy. I, I, does he want to be back at Iona? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> yeah. It was interesting. I thought he was talking about Mike and I when he was talking about how they didn't move laterally well. <laughs> I, I didn't know we had transferred to St. John's. But clearly, the, 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 evidently, the guys are playing like like Mike and I play. Now, we are much better at blocking out if there's pizza on the table, though. I will say that. <laughs> well, the, the other thing I was thinking is this is the worst the, the worst year of his life. And I'm like, wow, this some of the stuff you went through at the very end there at Louisville, you would think would classify yeah. as the worst. But, <laughs> well, hey, if you're a player, you got to be going, well, we're almost as bad as a hooker on the table. Yeah, well... <laughs> Well, he's talking about the lack of lateral quickness. 
Rick has a lot of quickness, uh, as we've we, we've heard. So uh, so he's <laughs> so. But uh, you know, then I wonder. You know, he also didn't have a lot of fun with the Celtics, did he? Hey, Larry Bird's no. not going to walk. Larry Bird's not walking through that door to save your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of lack of lateral quickness, yeah, the salty teams when he was there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yeah. No. Oh, I, was, they, go ahead. Usually, doesn't usually this happen in a guy's like end of the? This is what they do. Like the end, they're bemoaning the guy. I remember Bruce Weber at Illinois kind of did had the press conference at the end, talk about how great the Purdue get players are and how much his players weren't very good. And I think this is usually the end, but this is the beginning for Rick Pitino. So if this is the beginning, I don't I don't know what this says. Could it be something with the fact that he's, you know, he's 70 now, doesn't quite remember where he's at all the time. And of course, he's going to tell you what he thinks because he's an old man. So you're just, it's kind of like so plug and play and let's see what happens. You're saying he should run for president. Yes, I, I'm saying that we need a third, we need a third <laughs> entry in the president. A third geriatric to run for president. I guess. Yes, He'd be yes. the toddler in the group. He was yes. the youngest guy. Youngest exactly. of he's got the requisite sex to gandle. So I yeah, he's got it all. That's right. I mean, he really is a great candidate when you just look at all the things that they have. Uh, oh, you guys are on fire. You're on fire. You know, I really thought that Patino, it's like it's like his his he's throwing out that card. I got two weeks left. Let me see if I can light one last fire on these guys to make a run here for the Big East uh, tournament here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, he either lit them on fire or he literally burned them up, one or the other. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know which one's happened here, but yeah, I, I think that was it. I think he was trying to say that they don't have any margin for error. Like, they they literally don't. They don't have a great deal of individual talent yet, but I, I do think he went about it maybe in the wrong way here. Uh, w- with his approach towards his own players. Yeah, he's he's the guy that I call probably the best overall basketball coach if you don't figure out the age into it because you don't have potential for another 20 years. But I, I I just think that he's pressing a button here that that maybe doesn't need to be pressed. We'll see because in the end in sports, it's all about who who wins. And maybe if he gets the Ws, it'll be a – a strategic, you know, moment for his career. I look at it this way. He didn't throw a chair. He didn't slap a, an opposing coach. He didn't headbutt a player. So if that's your way you want to get it out there, okay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so you're yeah. saying it could have been worse. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Very easily. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite, all-time favorite fantasy football team names, Patino, table for two. <laughs> All right. And on that note, <laughs> we're out of time. We appreciate everybody stopping by. appreciate you spending some time with us as well. Uh, hey, as always, enjoy the games and enjoy the weekend. We're right back here, same place, same time next week. Take care. The preceding program is a product of Rise Above Productions and Revision Sound. Join us next week for the latest edition of Penn State Guys Sports Spectacular.